women, real women, get pregnant, not men. And we'll attack this from a very odd angle, you won't believe, coming up tonight. Diversity hires strike again, yay, and L.A. buries 2,000. That and a whole lot more coming up tonight. We got a jam-packed Friday show for you. Today, I should say. It's morning, not night. Anyway, welcome in. It's the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Friday. We made it. We got through another week. Well, one more day to go, but that'll be a breeze, I'm sure. And then slide ourselves into the weekend. Also got a story coming up about <clears throat> apple trees in Pennsylvania. <sighs> Man, it's just a head shaker show. Just start it going now, and it'll just keep going like this for the whole show. Your head will be shaken, I promise. Also coming up, we've got Treasure Island. We'll continue on with that. It's getting amazing and cannot wait to dig deeper into this book. We will have that for you in about uh, eh, half an hour's time or so. So make sure you stick around for that. By the way, please don't forget, sign up for a free Rumble account. By the way, Rumble is kicking ass and taking names left, right, and center. Tucker Carlson has joined us here on Rumble. The Tucker Carlson uh, Network has also joined Rumble. And, of course, Dan Bongino has gone absolutely wildfire here. He's up right after me. Comes up at 11 o'clock here on Rumble. And uh, I'm telling you, he had 100,000 over live viewers on with him uh, yesterday. I'm sure he'll probably match that again today. Me, I'm happy to have my hundred or so views of my show, and uh, we appreciate your being here. We really do. We're small potatoes, but we're part of a bigger wheel and very proud to be part of it. Yeah, so get yourself a Rumble account, and then you can follow the show. There's a follow button down there. You can talk to us in our live chat. You can make comments, all kinds of cool stuff. You can bookmark us, and, and uh, it's great. We really appreciate you doing that. Thank you for those of you who have followed along on the show here. Our show is uh, sponsored by the good folks at Blackout Coffee. Folks, you tired of the same old liberal flavored green brown water you've been drinking? Dump the other guys. Go with Blackout Coffee. We love Blackout Coffee. I personally recommend this stuff. It's a coffee company 100% committed to two things. Our conservative American values and making great coffee. From sourcing the beans with local co-ops and American farmers to their slow roasting process, shipping, customer service, they do it right and they have an amazing work ethic. This company is all about America and American values. They support our troops. You can go through their website and support the troops also. There is a place there for you to help to support the troops and uh, there you go. See right there. Support troops. There's a link there. You check it out. This coffee, when you order it, they, first of all, they've, they've selected the best beans. And then when you order, only when you order, they roast your beans within 24 to 48 hours and then ship them out. A few days to get to your house and you've got the freshest roasted beans you can find. These guys do an amazing job making an incredible cup of coffee. And... They are an American company that supports American values. That's another great reason to get behind this company, help them out, 
buy some coffee, and uh, you can also pick some up for Christmas gifts. I think you, st- yeah, yeah, you still got time. I think before Christmas, you can, if you order now, you'll get it. I think before the holidays, and it when what a fantastic idea to give these away as Christmas gifts. Fresh roasted coffee. Mm. Good stuff. They got some holiday blends over there, too. You can check those out. See that? Holiday edition. Peppermint mocha. Eggnog flavored coffee. Uh, Winter Wonderland. Peppermint mocha. Mm. Sounds nice, huh? Uh, Plus, of course, all their traditional blends. Blackout coffee. If you go there and use our link, you will get a special discount. Also, you use our promo code at checkout. J20, that's the promo code, J-A-Y-20. That gets you 20% off your first order. 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee with our promo code J20. Do check them out. They help to bring you this show, and we are very proud to have them as one of our sponsors here, Blackout Coffee. All right. Yeah, it's... uh... (laughs) Oh, man. It's unbelievable is what it is. I'm just trying to get through here. Here we go. Okay. Women, and I'm talking about real women, you know, the kind that were um, born that way, they can get pregnant. Men cannot get pregnant. If this is news to you, then welcome out from your cave you've been living in since you were born. But this is how deeply, this is how badly this woke bullcrap culture has dug itself into our society. Remember our number one rule on this show, don't screw with our kids. Doing it again. In Seattle, a teenager has failed a quiz. You know why? because he stated only women can get pregnant. There it is from Breitbart, links in our show notes. A Seattle high schooler had points deducted from a quiz for stating that only women can get pregnant. The student's mother has explained Chief Stealth International High School, 10th grader, reportedly failed a true or false quiz in his Ethics Studies World History after marking two statements as true. All men have penises and only women can get pregnant. That would be true. And he marked it that way. While grading this quiz, the quiz, by the way, was called Understanding Gender Versus Sex. His teacher marked those two answers incorrect, causing him to fail. The mom, who wants to remain anonymous, her said her, so her son won't get further penalized, voiced her disbelief. She said, I keep trying to wrap my head around how it is legal to teach inaccurate information 
and force students to answer against their beliefs or receive negative scores. She noted that the mom is a liberal, but says this goes too far. The disgruntled mother told the conservative radio host other questions on the quiz focused on gender identity and pronoun use, like when someone uses they, them pronouns, what does that mean about their gender identity? Student's mom says she was angry and frustrated over other questions administered two weeks ago. They also claim that her son is often slandered by teachers as a racist and a product of the patriarchy that teaches young boys not to care about anything. This is from the teachers. According to the Seattle Public School System, the quiz was meant to promote inclusion. Well, you know what? You can promote inclusion all you want, but you can't deny the biological fact that only women can get pregnant and only men have penises. What's so difficult about this? It isn't. They make it that way. Student's mom told Rance that she's proud of her son. Good on you, because he refuses to answer against his beliefs, which are medically and scientifically accurate. Or at least they used to be. They failed him because he spoke the truth. Mad Bone is back in the chat. Hey, Mad Bone, good to see you. One plus one equals two. Fail. Yeah, sadly, that's exactly right. One plus one equals two. Fail. New math, folks. New math. This is insane. And this is the crap they are shoving down our kids' throats and shoving into our kids' brains day after day after day until you wind up at a school board and you say enough you draw your line and you don't let them cross over it but you've got to get involved got to got to that is the only way the only way things are going to change we know better we know the difference. We know what's going on. This diversity, equity, and inclusion crap. Well, now it's come knocking on Facebook's door to the tune of $4 million. Did you see this story? Oh, my goodness. This is the ex-Facebook diversity manager. Yeah, she has pled guilty to stealing $4 million to fund a lavish lifestyle. 
four million bucks, folks. A former Facebook diversity program manager pleads guilty to scamming the social media giant out of more than four million bucks during a scheme in which she faked business deals in exchange for kickbacks. That's according to the Justice Department. Barbara Furlow Smiles, who served as a lead strategist and global head of employee resource groups and diversity engagement at Facebook, used these stolen funds for her extravagant lifestyle. Span from California to Georgia, according to prosecutors. Hey, Karen Hill. Good to see you in the chat here. As she says, anyone else experiencing lag and scratchy feedback? I can't do anything about the feedback, but the lag may well be rumble because they have been under these wicked-ass DOS attacks for the last week, and it's been really, really bad. So that may be a part of why you're getting that lag. Anyway, back to this. From about January 2017 until September 2021, this woman led DEI programs at Facebook, responsible for developing, executing initiatives, operations, engagement programs, all for this diversity, equity, inclusion bullshit. The feds say this woman had access to company credit cards and the ability to approve invoices as part of her role at the company, which she did. Oh, did she ever. She had Facebook paying for a number of individuals, including friends and relatives for goods, services, which were never provided to Facebook. It went to her and her friends and her relatives. And they later funneled kickbacks to furlough smiles. Those allegedly recruited to participate in the kickback schemes included some of her former interns, her university tutor, a hairstylist, babysitters, and nannies. Man, she also missed, <laughs> this just gets worse. This is their diversity manager. She also misled Facebook into sending money to entities that did not provide kickbacks, including about 10,000 bucks a year to an artist who created specialty portraits and more than $18,000 to some unnamed preschool. She has been charged, oh yeah. According to FBI Special Agent Carrie Farley, she used lies and deceit to defraud both vendors and Facebook, and that Meta had provided valuable assistance and cooperation during their investigation. Incredible. She's going to be sentenced March 19th of next year. So, there's your DEI manager for you. <laughs> Four million 
dollars. Goodbye. Not like Facebook couldn't afford it, but seriously. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm sure you've all seen and heard all about the Hunter Biden story. You don't need to hear any more about it from me. You know all about it, all the gory details. He's never going to get charged. He's never going to get sent to prison. All that stuff that should happen ain't going to happen. We all accept that. We know it's a two-tiered justice system. We know they don't care about the Biden crime family. However, in our show notes tonight, I put this post from the GOP Oversight X account. It's at GOP Oversight. Brilliant account if you want to follow it. She probably didn't reach the target, so got charged. <laughs> You're probably right, Badbone. All right. What this is, this post on X, it's the investigation of Joe Biden. But here's what it does. In this thread, it covers some of the biggest revelations that have taken place. So bookmark this. Share it with your liberal friends. Share it with, if you have any friends that are Biden supporters, I can't imagine that you do, but, you know, there's still some whack 33%. 33% of those survive, that's his approval rating, which sucks, but it's amazing it's as high as that. Since January, they've obtained and reviewed thousands of pages of financial records, text messages, emails, witness testimony that revealed all about Biden's corruption. These are some of their biggest revelations. And there you go. There's a nice little graphic here that lays it all out. Let's see if we can go full screen on that. I still don't know if you can see it. It just goes on and on and on, all from Biden, Inc. 20 shell companies created by the Biden family, most of which created when Biden was vice president. Biden's and their associates raked in over $24 million from China, Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Romania between 2015 and 2019. Biden family business, Devin Archer said Joe Biden was the brand. <coughs> There's testimony. See the way this is laid out? Each one has a little paragraph explaining what it is. Biden saying he never met with any of the business partners of Hunter. Well, look, gosh, there's Hunter and a couple of business partners. And who's that guy? <clears throat> Not sure, but sure looks a lot like Joe Biden to me. This is a great thread. It's why I put it in our show notes tonight, because you've got to check it out. It's down there in the show notes. Bookmark it, send it out, share it, all your social media. It's a brilliant post from... GOP oversight. Wow. Amazing. I, sorry, I need a blackout coffee break. L.A. County. L.A. County. This just happened. This came out, this article came out yesterday. L.A. County. Madbone says, do they use the same dead voters for approval ratings? <laughs> yeah, likely. In fact, in L.A. County, they got a whole bunch of new voters. Actually, that's not funny. 
This is not a funny story. This is scary. L.A. County has just buried almost 2,000 people unclaimed. Unclaimed John and Jane Doe's. Some are children who died at the height of the COVID panic, uh, pandemic. <laughs> panic, better word. Look at that. It's from Fox 11 in LA. An estimated 1,937 unclaimed individuals who died in 2020 during the height of the pandemic laid to rest on Thursday yesterday. L.A. Board of Supervisors, along with the Department of Health Services, led a non-denominational interfaith burial ceremony Thursday for the county's unclaimed dead at the L.A. County Cemetery. Man. Supervisor Janice Hahn, quoted here, says, We don't know enough about the people we are burying here today to really do them justice. But we know many of them were unhoused. Some are children. Some were immigrants to the country, far from families who loved and missed them. Almost all of them were very poor. She added, for one reason or another, they had no loved ones who could claim their bodies when they passed. Han recognized the pain, disappointment, loneliness these individuals were likely, likely to have felt. Recognized most people can understand that same loneliness and isolation because of the pandemic. Separated from home as health orders advised everyone to stay apart. We all now know how useless that was now. But uh, they... They buried them yesterday, almost 2,000 unnamed and unclaimed individuals. Man. That's insane. Insane. Not a related story, but it kind of goes with that last one. Nurses, by the way, Karen, I hope you're okay over there. Not claimed, probably not autopsied. Yeah, you're probably right. I also wonder whether or not they died of COVID or, as you know, a lot of the statistics where they died with COVID makes a big difference. Karen Hill listened into this one. This is very scary. Nurses are collapsing at a record rate with cardiac arrests, blood clots, aneurysms, dying in their sleep, turbo cancers, and sudden deaths. Since May of 2023, that's only what, six months? 100 nurses injured and or dead from all these things. The largest compilation of nurses injured and killed 
by COVID-19 vaccines ever published. 23-year-old Andy Hong, first-year nursing job, suffered a cardiac arrest during a training session on how to respond to someone in cardiac arrest. So glad I didn't take the clot shot, Karen said. You got it. Yeah, you and a whole bunch of other people. 36 December 2nd, 2023, from Cherry Brook, New South Wales. 36-year-old neonatal ICU nurse Amy Barker and her unborn boy Marcus both died suddenly and unexpectedly. Baby was at 36 weeks. Family has no answers. This list is in this post. There are 100 names and explanations where they have them. Nurses, teachers, two professions that are getting annihilated by these vaccines. It's insane. Read this. Read it yourself. All the, I can't get into all the details. It's too long. It's too wonky. But you should read it. 99% of these have been hidden, scrubbed, removed. You just do a quick search. 99% of these people never even existed, according to the Internet. Google will hide them so you never see them. In this compilation, there are 47 cancers, many at stage 4, 12 cardiac arrests, 8 died in sleep, 5 from blood clots, 5 veterans served in the military, 3 pregnant and either got injured or died, 2 had aneurysms, and one collapsed and died behind the wheel of a car. Yeah, exactly, Karen. And that's only what was reported. You can imagine these numbers, what, double them, triple them, maybe more? These were just the ones that were reported. And don't forget these cancers, these what they call turbo cancers. It is a huge danger. You need to be aware of it. Find out more about it. We also need pathologists to start staining tubers for mRNA, spike protein. Stop being worried about your jobs and your boat payments. Start being doctors again. That would be a good idea, huh? Great article, great post from William Mackis, M.D., at Macus MD over on X. You should check it out. Uh, again, it's just words on a page, which is why I didn't actually show this to you, but that's what it is there. So check that out. The link is in our show notes down below. You'll find it and uh, read it. Read it and weep, as they say, because it is very scary stuff. Our good old government looking out for our well. Oh, it's for the public good. It's for the common good. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one that's going to bust your bubble. Drive you insane. Let me just go full screen on this so you can see it. This is absolutely nuts. 12 
miles of apple orchards in Adams County, Pennsylvania. Take a look at this video while I tell you about it. They're let, apple orchards let to rot after being told by the U.S. government, spray the trees and kill everything. Known for their apples, Adams County, Pennsylvania, they were told to just leave the damn apples on the trees and let them rot. It's disgusting. Thousands and thousands of acres of orchids, uh, orch orchards, sitting there rotting while people are starving. This guy drove about 12 miles taking this video. Look at that. All these trees have been sprayed and killed. Miles and miles of apple orchards. One of the locals was asked why all the apples laying on the ground? Get the answer. They were told they can't sell them because they can buy the produce cheaper from China. Not kidding. Spray them, let them drop. We won't take them at market. Ridiculous. Look at that. All these apples just laying on the ground. All these trees. De-leafed, dead. Look at that. Told by the government to do this because they can buy the produce cheaper from China. That's your wonderful government at work. Unbelievable. Wow. That video goes on. I put the link in the show notes. Check it out. And again, people are starving to death on the streets. Veterans going hungry. I know an apple's not going to solve their problem. But it's something. And I'm sure that apples aren't the only produce that the government has told local co-ops and local farmers to destroy because they can get it cheaper from China. Madbone says, I love that all our food is from half the world away and has to be sprayed to the last trip and then goes off in two days instead of just growing it locally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. You're on the ball, Madbone. You got it. You know, that's true. You know, they spray this stuff and do all kinds of chemical crap to these fruits and vegetables to make them last longer and look prettier. And they still go off in a day or two once you get them home. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, I'm sure you may have seen this, but I'm going to present it to you in kind of a different way. This is from the uh, Daily Mail in the UK. Even in the UK, <laughs> Jill Biden, whom I refuse to call doctor because she's not a real doctor. Jill Biden, our ridiculous first lady, 
has come up with the most bizarro Christmas video, which she is getting slammed for, rightfully so, as being bizarre, freaky, and absolute garbage. I can't say as I have any problem with that description. First Lady Jill Biden's efforts at spreading some Christmas joy seem to have fallen right on their face. On Wednesday, Jill Biden posted this. It's a member of members of a New York City dance troupe called Dorrance Dancers doing a tap dancing interpretation of the Nutcracker Suite through the walls of the White House. This is embarrassing. Okay, 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 okay. Enough, 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 please. There's only so much of that crap I can possibly stand. By the way, I gotta hold on, just give me one quick second here. I got something else coming up. You're gonna love this. No, it's the good news to that bad news. <laughs> really? Oh man, I'm telling you. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm producing it myself, folks, so give me a break. Here we go, here we go. This is from End Wokeness, check this out. I didn't put the link in because I didn't have time. That group that you see dancing there, the group behind the Biden Christmas video is a radical anti-white group called Dorrance Dance. On the group's website, their actual website, they call for defunding the police, abolishing prisons, and even quote Marxist terrorist Angela Davis. On their website, they have an entire section devoted to anti-white literature. Check this out. Where to spend your money. Support black-owned businesses. Fine. End gender-based violence. Stop poisoning immigrants. Defund the MPD. Defund San Diego Police Department. Defund and redistribute the NYPD. This is the site for this dance troupe. And here's the table of contents of things you'll find on this dance troupe site. What is white privilege? What is systematic race, uh, racism? What is white fragility? How do I talk to my kids about racism? What are microaggressions and how are they harmful? This is from this 
idiotic dance troupe's website. After watching that video, Madbone in the chat says, there is more cocaine in that White House than we thought. <laughs> you got that right, pal. <laughs> Guessing they would want the January 6th prison to be abolished. <laughs> okay. We, uh, we always end with something nice, cute, funny, awe-inspiring. And I very seldom post YouTube videos because I don't want to give ScrewTube a single moment of airtime. But in this case, I'm going to. Because compare that Jill Biden Christmas video to this one. video from former and perhaps the most eloquent first lady we've ever had wow night and day huh folks all right just wanted to post that so you get to see both sides the good and the ugly the link to that video from YouTube is by the way in our show notes if you'd like to share it out it's brilliant very beautiful very beautiful. Okay, book time. Hey, by the way, oh, 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 yes. Remember I told you I found a documentary, uh, a documentary about Treasure Island? Um, I found it. Robert Louis Stevenson, uh, the author of Treasure Island. There is a documentary about his life and Treasure Island. And I watched it. It's brilliant. Not very long. I don't know, but maybe, maybe what, 30, 40 minutes? And it turns out that quite a bit of Treasure Island might actually be based on a true story. Yeah. Uh, seriously. So look in our show notes right down towards the bottom before contact your representative. You will see it says Treasure Island and a link again to YouTube, but you know, what can you do? Uh, there is a link there and that will take you to that documentary. So bookmark it, whatever, check it out. It's brilliant. It's really well done. It's very cool. So, as we move along here, uh, Mr. Stevenson's book, Treasure Island, and uh, we've got, where are we? I think we're about halfway through chapter 12, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, we're on chapter 13, How My Shore Adventure Began. 
The appearance of the island when I came back on deck the next morning was altogether changed. Although the breeze had now utterly ceased, we had made a great deal of way during the night, and were now lying becalmed about half a mile to the southeast of the low eastern coast. Gray-colored woods covered a large part of the surface. This even tint was indeed broken up by streaks of yellow sand break in the lower lands and by many tall trees of the pine family, outtopping the others, some singly, some in clumps. But the general color was uniform and sad. The hills ran up clear above the vegetation in spires of naked rock. All were strangely shaped, and the spyglass, which was by three or four hundred feet the tallest on the island, was likewise the strangest in configuration, running up sheer from almost every side, and then suddenly cut off at the top, like a pedestal to put a statue on. The Hispaniola was rolling scuppers under in the ocean swell. The brooms were tearing at the blocks, the rudder was banging to and fro, and the whole ship creaking, groaning, and jumping like a manufactory. I had to cling tight to the backstay, and the world turned giddily before my eyes, for though I was a good enough sailor when there was way on, this standing still and being rolled about like a bottle was the thing I never learned to stand without a qualm or so, above all in the morning, on an empty stomach. Perhaps it was this. Perhaps it was the look of the island, with its gray, melancholy woods and wild stone spires and the surf that we could both see and hear foaming and thundering on the steep beach. At least, although the sun shone bright and hot, and the shore birds were fishing and crying all around us, and you would have thought anyone would have been glad to get to land after being so long at sea. My heart sank, as the saying is, into my boots. And from that first look onward, I hated the very thought of Treasure Island. We had a dreary morning's work before us, for there was no sign of any wind, and the boats had to be out and manned, and the ship warped three or four miles round the corner of the island and up the narrow passage to the haven behind Skeleton Island. I volunteered for one of the boats, where I had, of course, no business. The heat was sweltering. The men grumbled fiercely over their work. Anderson was in command of my boat, and... Instead of keeping the crew in order, he grumbled as loud as the worst. Well, he said with an oath, it's not forever. I thought this a very bad sign, for up to that day the men had gone briskly, willingly about their business. But the very sight of the island had relaxed the cords of discipline. All the way in, Long John stood by the steersman and conned the ship. He knew the passage like the palm of his hand, and though the man in the chains got everywhere more water than was down in the chart, John never hesitated once. There's a strong scour with the ebb, he said. This here passage's been a dugout, manner of speaking, with a spade. We brought up just where the anchor was in the chart, about a third of a mile from each shore. 
the mainland on one side, Skeleton Island on the other. The bottom was clean sand. The plunge of our anchor sent up clouds of birds wheeling and crying over the woods, but in less than a minute, they were down again, and all was once more silent. The place was entirely landlocked, buried in woods, the trees coming right down to the high water mark. The shores mostly flat, hilltops standing round at a distance in a sort of amphitheater, one here, one there, two little rivers, or rather two swamps, emptied out into this pond, as you might call it, and the foliage round that part of the shore had a kind of poisonous brightness. From the ship, we could see nothing of the house or stockade, for they were quite buried among the trees. And if it hadn't been for the chart on the companion, we might have been the first that had ever anchored here since the island arose out of the seas. There was not a breath of moving air, nor a sound but that of the surf booming a half mile away along the beaches and against the rocks outside. A peculiar stagnant smell hung over the anchorage, smell of sodden leaves, rotting tree trunks. I observed the doctor sniffing, sniffing like someone tasting a bad egg. I don't know about treasure, he said, but I'll stake my wig there's a fever here. If the conduct of the men had been alarming in the boat, it became truly threatening when they, became, when they came abroad. They all lay about the deck, growling together in talk. The slightest order was received with a black look, grudgingly, carelessly obeyed. Even the honest hands must have caught the infection, for there was not one man aboard to mend another. Mutiny, it was plain, hung over us like a thundercloud. And it was not only we of the cabin party who perceived the danger. Long John was hard at work, going from group to group, spending himself in good advice, and as for example, no man could have shown a better. He fairly outstripped himself in willingness and civility. He was all smiles to everyone. If an order were given, John would be on his crutch in an instant with the cheeriest of, aye, aye, sir, in the world. And when there was nothing else to do, he kept up one song after another, as if to conceal the discontent of the rest. Of all the gloomy features of that gloomy afternoon, this obvious anxiety on the part of Long John appeared the worst. We held a council in the cabin. Sir, said the captain, if I risk another order, the whole ship will come about our ears by the run. You see, sir, here it is. I get a rough answer, do I not? Well, if I speak back, pikes will be going in two shakes. If I don't, Silver will see there's something under that, and the game's up. Now we've only one man to rely on. And who's that? asked the squire. Silver, sir, returned the captain. He's as anxious as you and I to smother things up. 
This is a tiff, and he'd soon talk him out of it if he had the chance. What I propose is to give him that chance. Let's allow the men an afternoon ashore. If they all go, why, we'll fight the ship. If they none of them go, well, then we'll hold the cabin, and God defend the right. If some go, you may mark my words, sir. Silver will bring aboard again as mild as lambs. And so it was decided. Loaded pistols served out to all the sure men. Hunter, Joyce, Red Ruth were taken into our confidence and received the news with less surprise and a better spirit than we'd looked for. And then the captain went on deck and addressed the crew. My lads, he said, we've had a hot day. We're all tired and out of sorts. A turn ashore will hurt nobody. The boats are still in the water. You can take the gigs, and as many as please can go ashore for the afternoon. I'll fire a gun half an hour before sundown. I believe the silly fellows must have thought they would break their shins over treasure as soon as they were landed for they all came out of their sulks in a moment, gave a cheer that started the echo in a faraway hill, and sent the birds flying once more and squalling round the anchorage. The captain was too bright to be in the way. He whipped out of sight in a moment, leaving Silver to arrange the party. We will continue with chapter 13 on Monday's show. All right. Thank you so much for popping by. I really do appreciate it. Hey, don't forget, hit that follow button. Check out our great sponsors. I think you've still got time to get some blackout coffee as a Christmas gift for somebody in your life. I'm sure they'll love it. And it is the absolute best coffee you've ever had. I will see you again Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Spend it with people you care about. Thanks for popping by.